What's up, everyone? This is your host, Chris, and you are tuning into the podcast, Spit That Game. Listen, we've got a great show going for you on today. Um, we're going to tune in. We're going to talk some great college football. Uh, we have some talk about the week eight matchups of this week. Listen, I know we're talking about, hey, why are you just getting started in week eight? Hey, better late than never. So tune in for the next 30 to 45 minutes of your life, at least for that amount of time. Sacrifice it for me. You're tuned in to spit that game. What's going on, everyone? I We are back, and we are here to talk some college football. First of all, let me introduce myself, being that this is the first uh, week that I am doing this podcast in the season. Here in week eight, my name is Chris Crum. I will be your host. I will be your uh talks person your spokesperson uh talking college football listen we are just getting a feel for this so be patient with me i'm still learning this thing i'm still in the learning curve i want to give you uh the best content that i can possible um and i'm going to strive to do that that is my goal uh is to create an experience for the listeners while you're listening to me talk college football for those who love college football listen we've got some matchups this week we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the Alabama Tennessee game and by the way um this podcast is an SEC podcast uh I'm a big fan of the SEC I love SEC football but I'm a bigger fan of the Alabama Crimson Tide I am here based here in Montgomery Alabama born and raised so I am a big fan of the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm not going to be biased on this show. I am a realistic person. I do talk about the strengths and weaknesses of, of the teams, each team. Uh, I, I do talk about Alabama's strengths and weaknesses. So don't think I'm going to be biased. Also, we will do some outside of the conference talk. We'll talk about uh, the big games that's going on outside of the conference uh, of the SEC. We'll talk about the better teams that are outside of the conference of the SEC. SEC that pose a bigger threat to either beating uh, an SEC team in the playoffs or that pose a bigger threat of of um, knocking us out of the playoffs as far as strength of schedule or by the committee voting for that specific team. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to talk about, first of all, we're going to talk about the Alabama and Tennessee matchup on tomorrow, um, on Saturday. We're also going to talk about the LSU uh, matchup with uh, Mississippi State. Uh, we're going to talk about Florida versus South Carolina, Auburn, and Arkansas. We're going to get into the Georgia and Kentucky game a little bit. Also, we're going to be talking about the surprise team this year, which is the Missouri Tigers. They look pretty good on defense. As a matter of fact, they are ranked in the top 10 in total defense this year. So we're going to get into them uh, as well. And then when we step outside of the conference, we're going to talk about uh, Penn State and Michigan, and we're going to talk about the Oregon and Washington. Washington game. Um, I honestly just got done watching the Ohio State uh, versus Northwestern game, and Ohio State pretty much ran away with it as expected. Um, so we're going to get into uh, that as well because there's a surprise um, when we look at the Big Ten Conference that I haven't seen in a long time. So first of all, let's kick this off. Let's talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, going into um, 
Tuscaloosa on today. Tennessee comes into Tuscaloosa. They're playing against an offensive Alabama team that is hitting on all cylinders. They're clicking on all cylinders. Alabama has finally picked up on the run game. They're actually averaging more yards uh, than I thought they were. Um, and, and that was my biggest question mark watching them early in the season. But it looks like um, the impact of Wheels Jr. coming back um, and being healthy it has, has made a big uh, impact on that offensive line and the run game. And also, um, Najee Harris has kind of toned down on trying to be the home run hitter and has become comfortable with just taking five to six yards, maybe even four yards on first down. So that's what I'm liking about this offense. When we look at the wide receiver group, there's no better wide receiver group in the country right now. And I'm not being biased. I'm just being honest. Um, Tua is playing um, – on, on, on a, at a high level as usual, but he does have some competition. My only question is, watching Alabama football this year, um, our defense um, has not been as great at it as it normally is. It's, it's not the standard defense that Alabama has been seeing. And mind you, they are playing a lot of young guys on defense this year due to injuries, due to the draft. And so it's always the next man up, but it just so happened that the next man up this time around, especially with Dylan Moses going down, you're playing six to seven freshmen on defense, which I feel, and I know, you know, we're looking too far ahead because you still have the season going on. It's going to benefit Alabama down the road the next couple of seasons to have these young bodies and these young guys playing so early because they'll have the experience. Um, the wide receiver DB matchup, Alabama runs away with this game, honestly. Um, they run away with this game probably in the first maybe 25 minutes of the game. Um, if they haven't run away with it uh, by the time it's halftime, then I would be surprised and I would probably be on the edge of my seat because I will be frustrated. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, Tennessee, they're coming in. Tennessee has not had a great season this year. Um, they, they have a lot of young guys. They're young. Um, so Jeremy Pruitt is trying to build his brand and put his imprint on that Tennessee program. Jeremy Pruitt is also known as a defensive guy. And, and I watched Tennessee in, in the Georgia game a couple of weeks ago, and they came out hot. Um, Tennessee has some playmakers at receiver uh, that can make plays. So if Alabama kind of just controls that and, and, and dominates the line of scrimmage, um, then they should be fine. The, 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 the encouraging thing about uh, that Alabama fans should uh, look have to look forward to is that the front four got pressure last week, and I know it was they they played against um they played against a a, a lower uh, team, but at the same time they did get pressure um, in that game. So what, what Bama is looking you know better a little bit on the defensive uh, side of the ball as far as the front four. Um, as I said, they should run away with it. Um, number two in total points on the year. Um, total yards, they're sixth in the nation. 170 rush yards per game. So Alabama should run uh, for this because Tennessee is next to last in the SEC on offense and seventh and eighth or eight, seventh. Uh, and these two defenses, seventh and eighth ranked defenses in the SEC, which is a, once again, a surprise for Alabama fans. Moving on to the next game, LSU, LSU versus uh, Mississippi State. Listen, I the, this game is on CBS at 2.30. Um, 
LSU, a runaway game easily. Um, and LSU has the number one offense in the SEC, and they are ranked number one in points per game in the NCAA. Now, this, this is something we're not used to saying about LSU. But the crazy part is, it's always something that takes place where where you pick up, there's something that always lacks. And we have to be realistic about it. LSU defense is in the same boat as Alabama's right now. They are not playing standard LSU defense where they're dominating the line of scrimmage, where they're keeping teams under uh, 300 yards per game. Um, so it's not like you can't move the ball against LSU. But, I mean, this Mississippi State team is, is not a great team. You can see the effect of what's taking place since Dan Mullins has left. Um, Mississippi State is not that same team that you would say, I don't know if we're going to run away with it. I know I, I think LSU runs away with this. Um, their defense has picked up in the last couple of weeks. They gave up 28 points to Florida. As I said, it's still uh, – where they've picked up on offense, it seems like they've lost on defense. Um, Mississippi State so far, they have not had a great year. Um, right now, I honestly don't even believe Mississippi State knows who their quarterback is. They're leaning more towards the younger guy than Stevens, uh, but I just feel like uh, Mississippi State right now is still trying to find an identity on offense. Um, so LSU runs away with this one. I say they win by at least three to four touchdowns easily. Um, next game, moving on, Florida versus South Carolina. Now, this game right here um, will be a test for Florida because Florida is coming off that loss in Baton Rouge, down in Death Valley, South Carolina is on a high right now because they beat the number three team in the nation, which is the Georgia Bulldogs. They defeated them. They went into Athens, Georgia, and beat them. And now they get the Florida Gators at home. I tell you right now, I honestly believe South Carolina has a high confidence. And the crazy part about it is barbershop talk, um, you know, before the season started, we were, you know, we were giving our rundown of who's going to win the East, who's going to win the West. And and I had a guy I was talking to, he was, oh, Georgia's going to run away with the West. And I asked him, you know, my, my question was, can you tell me why? And his answer was, well, I don't see anybody that can compete with them. Number one, I, I, I already figured, number one, Florida was going to be able to compete with them because Florida has a good defense. Um but I also told the guy, and, and he looked at me as if I was stupid, I did tell him that South Carolina has a chance to beat Georgia this year. He told me, man, you sound foolish, you sound stupid. Me knowing that South Carolina has a great uh, amount of players returning on defense, um, and, and as well as they had some players returning on offense. Unfortunately, Bentley uh, got injured. I think he had a season in the injury. Bentley got hurt to, you know, begin the season. But, I mean, at the same time, I predicted it, and they go into Athens, and they beat Georgia. Oh, my God! So, what, what, that, that, that right there um, kind of elevates South Carolina's confidence. Going into this game, um, Dan Mullins has had a great start for the first two years in Florida, down in Gainesville. Um, I say with the confidence South Carolina has, uh, Florida wins this game at least by 10 points. 
um, maybe 10 to 13 points. Uh, I'm predicting a score of 31 to 13 or 31 to 17. Um, uh, if, if, if Trask can keep that thing going with the uh, offense, if he can uh, – because he did have a good game um, against LSU, and I just feel like Dan Mullins kind of took his foot off the gas pedal in the LSU game coming out of halftime with the quarterback switches. Um, he wasn't as aggressive in the second half as he was in the first half. So I'm looking for Florida to kind of, you know, have South Carolina hang around the first and second quarter, probably the late second quarter. That's when you start to see Florida pull away a little bit when you make those in-game adjustments. Um, the next game we're going to deal with Arkansas versus Auburn. Auburn versus Arkansas. Auburn goes into Arkansas territory. Um, Auburn is also uh, coming off a loss against Florida, um, and they also lost Winslow at running back for the next five to six weeks. Um, but I've got a feeling Auburn is going to go into that game, and, and as much as, uh, like I said, we're not going to be biased, Auburn is going to go into that game um, with a chip on their short shoulder showing that we need to show people that we are uh, going to compete for an SEC championship and also a playoff spot. I think Auburn goes into the – dominates the line of scrimmage on defense. I think Gus Malzahn um, tries to establish the run this game, uh, tries to get that identity back of running the football because I feel like Florida kind of snatched that away from um, – Auburn down in Gainesville, but they are going against Rakeem uh, Boyd, who is leading the SEC in rushing yards. Um, and and Rakeem Boyd, if y'all know, remember him from East Mississippi uh, Community College on the show Last Chance You on Netflix. Uh, Rakeem Boyd has been playing pretty good football for the Arkansas Razorbacks, but I just don't see Arkansas win. I got Auburn winning by at least two to three touchdowns. Um, they dominate on defense, um, but but Florida did expose a weakness in Auburn's uh, defense, which was, as I said all year to when I'm having conversation, is the back end, which are the DBs. Uh, um, the DBs got called for quite a few pass interference calls in that Florida game. So, you know, I just feel like Auburn comes into that game, uh, dominates the line of scrimmage on defense, and they win that game by two to three touchdowns. On to the next game, we are looking at Georgia and Kentucky. Georgia and Kentucky. Georgia is coming. I tell you what, if I'm Kentucky, I don't want to face Georgia right now. Um, they're angry. They're frustrated. They're upset. Um, they, they, they know. I mean, you can tell. You can look and tell. They feel like they lost. Um, they lost that game themselves, and and they're going to go into this Kentucky game, and I think they're going to go in there angry. I think Georgia's going to go into that game frustrated, upset, showing them that we are the Georgia team um, that should be in the playoffs. And the good thing about them is um, they control their own destiny. Uh, Georgia wins out. Um, they win out. They they defeat everyone in the regular season. They win the SEC championship. Um, they have a good chance to make the college football playoffs and actually make it to the national championship. 
So I've just got a good feeling that Georgia's going to go into that game and dominate the line of scrimmage. I mean, really just pound Kentucky and punish Kentucky with the run game. Jake Fromm doesn't throw the ball but 25 times this game, um, and Georgia wins by at least three touchdowns. Um, they force a couple of turnovers, and Georgia wins. My surprise team is Missouri. Missouri plays Vanderbilt. Um, Kelly Bryant is playing good football, but what's keeping this Missouri team in games is the Missouri defense. Oh, hell no! I'm going to say that again. The Missouri defense. So, watching this Missouri team, the defense is dominating. They're dominating the line of scrimmage. They're playing great on the second and third level. But, I mean, they haven't played any teams that would challenge them, in my opinion. But they have played and 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 uh, played above the teams that they are playing against. And, you know, that's just something you wouldn't see from Missouri. Kelly Bryant, known as a running quarterback, he gives this offense a different dimension on offense because he is known as a running quarterback. But he is a sneaky good passer when he wants to be. So you have to be careful um, when you're watching this Missouri game. And more about the SEC this year, man. Um, what, what, what bothers me about the SEC is – I don't even think the SEC has we, – we, the, the SEC only has one team um, in the top ten on defense. They have one team. Um, that's surprising because the SEC is known as a slobber-knocking conference, a defensive conference. But right now the SEC is known as as – they're taking a back seat on defense, and, and it's, it's, it's bothering me. But then again, it's like, well, we see more offense. But I don't want to become the Big 12, <laughs> you know. Um, um, and hats off to Jalen Hurts. He's having a great year out there in the Big 12, which was expected because the Big 12 does not play defense. Uh, the Oklahoma defense is looking better, but I feel like they're still vulnerable if they face somebody like an Ohio State, an Alabama, a Georgia. I just feel like they're still vulnerable on that defensive side of the ball when it comes to being physical. Uh, the best player on their defense, uh, hands down, is Murray. I love to see that linebacker play. He flies around the football field. I feel like that guy can play for any team in the country and still be a stud and a star on defense. Murray is just playing out of his mind. But back to the SEC. Um, listening, if you're listening, we're, we're talking about the SEC. I'm, I'm ready. You know the game everybody's ready for is that Alabama and LSU game. Hopefully um, they, they can still be one and two going into that game. Listen, I want you to listen to this. LSU and Alabama, uh, four of the two – of two receivers on each team are in the top five in the SEC in receiving yards. Um, also, uh, LSU and Alabama are one and two in points per game this year. Um, so I feel like that's going to be a great matchup. Both teams are averaging 50-plus points this year on the football field. So I feel like that's going to be a good game. Let's go outside the conference for a minute. Let's go outside the conference. Um, we got some big games. As I, just said, as I said earlier, um, um, the Big Ten Conference, man, has surprised me this year. They have surprised me this year. Of the top five defenses in total defense 
in total defense in the country, four Big Ten teams are in the top five. Four Big Ten teams are in the top five. Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, and the other one is, golly, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is actually ranked number one. The only team in top five defenses outside of the Big Ten is Clemson, and that's expected. Um, they're playing in the ACC. Uh, no, I'm not salty about that loss. I just wish Clemson had our schedule as well. Everybody say we play a weak schedule, but the, the team we beat this year, which was South Carolina in South Carolina, beat Georgia in Athens. So, um, But anyway, back to our regular schedule program. Um, Penn, um, um, the, the Big Ten is playing great defense, and the team that, to me, that everybody um, should um, – um, bow down to, I, I feel like who's going to win the conference this year is Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State is doing it on both sides of the ball right now. I mean, literally, they are dominating both sides of the ball. When you have a quarterback with the caliber, uh, with the talent and, and, and the caliber player that Josh Field has been playing with, I mean, you, you, you just can't. I mean, Josh Fields is 6'3", 235. He's a thick guy. He's He has the great arm strength, great accuracy. Uh, he keeps them on the field on uh, on, thirds down, on third down, getting first down. J.K. Dobbins is running the ball. They have a great young receiving core. Um, and, and on that defense, man, uh, they have uh, one of the best secondaries in the country, second to none. Um, they have Chase Young on the defensive line. That's all you pretty much need to say when it comes to Ohio State. They have Chase Young. Um, so Ohio State, I feel like, will win the conference. But the team that can challenge you is the team I'm about to challenge them is the team I'm about to talk about next, and that is Penn State. Listen, Penn State is playing great defense. Uh, Penn State is playing pretty good offense. Um, when you look at uh, this Penn State team, I feel like they're complete just like Ohio State. Um, they're averaging 465 yards a game on offense. Um, they can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They've got some great talent on that offensive side of the ball. I feel like that Penn State and Ohio State game is going to be the game to watch. It's going to be the game to watch because whoever wins that game wins the Big Ten. And and, and, and and because, to me, Michigan is is still not a factor right now. I feel like Harbaugh needs to get out of the eye formation. And, and I feel like Harbaugh needs to get um, – change his offense up a little bit. And, by the way, he took a shot at the SEC, and he can't even beat Ohio State. So, um, that's another thing. Um, but, it, you know, watching Penn State – uh, this year, they look good. They played Michigan, and I feel like Michigan, to win that game, to beat uh, Penn State, they have to be physical at the line of scrimmage. They have to run the ball. 
because running the ball would keep Penn State um, on their heels. And when they're on their heels, you can play action and you can beat them that way. But right now, I just don't see uh, Shea Patterson beating Penn State by just dropping back without play action, without the run game working. Um, so I, I've got Penn State winning that game by at least uh, 10 points, if not 14 points. Um also, the game to watch outside of the conference is the Pac-12 game, Oregon versus Washington. Um, Oregon still trying to make a push for a playoff run, still trying to make a push. I think that Auburn loss pretty much hurt their chances unless you have some teams that are ahead of them lose some games. But even still, how do they make a case when they're playing in the Pac-12? The Pac-12 is not a very strong conference. Um, they don't have anybody in the top 10 outside of Oregon, in the top 10, as a matter of fact, at all. So that strength of schedule will come into question. But Oregon has been playing great defense. Justin Herbert is just phenomenal at quarterback. I just say um, also you still have to be careful uh, with Washington because uh, Washington has been playing uh, pretty good. Jacob Eason, uh, the transfer from Georgia, uh, at Washington, he's playing pretty good quarterback right now, but I just don't see Washington coming um, out of that game with a win. If they do, they win by at least seven to ten points. But I've got Oregon winning that game, um, coming out victorious. Well, this has been your episode for the day, and once again, uh, we still uh, are working on some things, working on trying to get everything going. Um, not get everything going, but we're working, we're in the learning curve, we're trying to figure some things out, but please, if you stick with me, I promise you, I will make this the best podcast that you've ever heard, I will try my best to make it the best podcast that you've ever heard, and we're also going to be filming um, and putting it out on YouTube, the podcast, so you guys can watch it there, so we're doing some things, trying to get some things in the work, once again, I am your host, Chris, last name, Crom. And you have been tuned in for the last 25 to 30 minutes of Spit That Game.